Today on Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet, Chasing Wild Horses. Hey, you're listening to Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet. It's the only podcast on the internet where we talk about every single Bruce Springsteen song in alphabetical order. I'm J.B. Clark. That's Rob Carmack. Rob, how are you doing today? JB, this episode is brought to you by the letter C. <laughs> it's our first song in the C's for season four. C. Yes, indeed. It's like my whole so, house right now. Every we, toy that you kick accidentally in the night will like say a letter and a sound to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's a fun stage to be in. That's for sure. I feel like we should like bring it down, you know? Yeah. For the song? I, feel like, I just feel like we need someone on the pedal steel in the background. I don't know. I just feel I feel like, like the strings are about to swell. Yeah, and just like someone to sort of like place in with just like a really simple string part. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like don't spook the horses. Yeah, don't spook the horses. That, that, yeah. <laughs> so this is our first Western Stars song. Yes. I How exciting! We've been that waiting today. years to talk about Western Stars. Say what? I texted you about that today. What's that over there? Huh? Do you see in the distance? Those Western stars. So exciting. We've been waiting four years to talk about this album. Yeah. And it's it's about damn time, JB, that we got into this. So uh, so the album Western Stars was released on Father's Day weekend in 2019, which I believe was probably not a coincidence uh, right, because right. Bruce, you know, dads love Bruce. So, um, and this song is on that album. And this is the first time we've ever talked about a song from that album. So... We'll we'll talk. I mean, as we go through the alphabet, we'll talk more and more about this album. But um, suffice to say, this was not a uh, this was not an E Street Band album. Western no. Stars was an album that Bruce kind of teased. I, I feel like for years he was teased. Like I think before he went on the 2016 River Tour, he told uh, Jim Rotolo at E Street Radio. I, I believe he he told him like, yeah, I have I have this album, this solo album, this non E Street Band album recorded, but I want to do a tour before I put it out. And so like that was prior to 2016. And so then he goes on the on the River Tour in 2016. He does the Broadway show, and then he releases Western. Like he just sat on this thing for a yeah. long. I'm, I'm sure he tweaked it and went back and re re demoed and re did whatever he needed to do between then and now, or when it re- was ultimately released. But like that's a long time to just be sitting on something this good. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's so it's uh, the whole record feels like you know early century uh, like early days Hollywood, um, you know, like Which film I, soundtracks and like a little bit, he, he pulls a bunch of, uh, Ennio Marcomi in here, a bunch throughout this. Oh, record. absolutely. Yes. And it's just such a beautiful, yeah. It just truly feels like, uh, I don't know. Like Brian Wilson probably heard this was an, it was like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is cinematic. I would yeah. say it, it is a cinematic sounding album. <laughs> which is which is perfect because in uh, later that year in 2019 Bruce releases a um, a documentary where he performs yeah. all of these songs live in his barn with with an orchestra backing him and I, I feel like that is that's the right setting for this music like I, I feel like because yes. I got I went to a theater and saw him saw this documentary and I felt I felt like I was at a Bruce Springsteen show but it was also like the, it was in a theater which was kind of perfect for this music so well on chasing wild horses the drop 
is a timpani rolling into a full string ensemble <laughs> swelling. So yeah, it's very cinematic. Very cinematic. Yeah. And like everything from Western Stars, this song has never been played live to a ticket buying audience. Uh, Bruce did, like I said, Bruce did perform it live one time in his barn for the recording of the documentary in 2019. But um, to my knowledge, and I'm always willing to be proven wrong, but to my knowledge, no ticket buying audience has ever heard the song performed live. It's a, it's a crying shame that a, a ticket paying audience has never seen this. But also, maybe these are just songs for him. Yeah, I and that that kind of tells you like this really was a thing he just felt like he needed to get out of him. Like there, this was a passion project. He didn't have to do this. There, there's there, like in no, in in no rubric for what it means to be a classic rock, you know, legend. Does it look like? Also, by the way, when you hit seventy, you should probably make something that sounds like this. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's no, there's no rule out there that says that this is a thing we should have expected. And yet he did it. And I feel like, yeah, he probably, he, he, this is probably one of those artistic moments where it was like, if I don't make this and put it out, I might just explode. You know? Yeah. Because it seems it's like there's stuff good. he really wanted to say here, and I feel like he says it very well. And we'll get into the lyrics in a minute, but um. But it it does feel like a a, a true passion project, and and I feel like every everything that Bruce has ever done has been a passion project. Um, I, I think I don't think he's ever done anything that he was like, eh, like I'll just do it for the for the paycheck. I don't think he does that. But I, I feel like this really was like a burst of artistic um, like yeah. expression that 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 is unprecedented for him, even even for him. Well, I bet it's it's the kind of thing you can tinker with for a while too. You know what I mean? Like if you're oh, building sure. out a string arrangement, that you don't have an orchestra there. You just have like synths and pads and stuff. And so you you know, I bet it I bet he, he spent some time just having a good time in a studio building these soundscapes. Yeah, and I mean this to to me, this is this is a way of saying like Look, Bruce is not just a rock guy who plays three chords and like does verse chorus verse chorus. Like Bruce Bruce can arrange some music. He yeah. is a he is a composer, and this this is this is proof positive of that fact. Yeah, this is this is killer. Yeah, so like on that JB, like when you hear it musically, just like from a product, because and this is produced by Ron Aniello, we should say, but um and and again, not an E Street Band album, so the, the musicians here are not necessarily E Street Band musicians. So in, there's a there's a French horn player. There actually there's two French horn players. Uh, there's there's a string section. There, there's a lot going on in this song. So when you hear it. What is it like as a musician, as as someone who like understands production value? What does this do for you? How do you what how do you listen to this? So one thing I love about this whole record is it has this sort of like Americana bent to it, even though it's, it's really like a 1920s Studio City <laughs> strings record. Yeah, uh, it has this like really Americana bent to it, and uh, not necessarily like popular. I mean, you know, like maybe a little bit sort of like a Marty Stewart, but also like, uh, you know, I mentioned him a couple last couple episodes ago, like American Aquarium, sort of like guitar part stuff. But it has this very Springsteen melody and a very like sort of Springsteen telling Susie to make it simpler string. I mean, I doubt Susie who plays the violin, but that's just like is the vibe I'm thinking of. Uh, she might be actually. I, she, she is. She is. She, part, she was part like, of this project, but I, oh, she I don't was? know. Okay. Where. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, she's at least in the documentary that she's um, she she performs in at, at least she sings background vocals. Let me actually let me look it up and see if um, what she's playing is like even a little bit simpler than the actual melody. So it's like opening with the melody, 
Yeah. But it, but it ends up coming out to like, ha, 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 you know, like on the violin. And it's something that, you know, the person playing, it's like, no, I don't want people to think, you know, this is all I got. Yeah. <laughs> but it's very, I don't know, it's a very, um, very early, just like making bold decisions. All right. Susie Tyrell is on this album, but she is not on this song. Okay. Um, so, yeah. And then, I mean, just as the song goes, it just stacks. So you start to get some strings and you think it's going to build into something sort of really big. And then it, you just get like a little bit of banjo and some of the strings go back. And then it's almost sort of got like that Avett Brothers sort of um, not quite pop banjo, but not quite bluegrass banjo thing going on. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the strings come back in and then you have this like really, I don't know, somewhere between like modern folk pop meets 1920s Hollywood production. It's it's incredible. You know, it's like yeah. timpanis all over it or those big orchestra bass drums. I don't know. I can never tell the difference. My ears aren't great with percussion, mm. but it's awesome. What about you? What do you, what do you hear? What do you like? What do you, what do you think? I musically cannot resist the string section at the end, you know, like the, where it swells the, Oh, just, yeah. Like I, I feel like I am coming over a, a mountain at sunrise. Like when that when that shows up, I I love the sound on this song. Well, yeah, and then like the pedal steel comes in and sort of intercepts it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, the other thing this reminds me of is that William Tyler Modern Country record I talk about nonstop. Uh huh. This has some of those vibes which I love. Just it feels like it feels like a painting of a desert on the cover of a Willie Nelson record. Like, it feels mm. like you're standing in a watercolor painting of a desert on a Willie Nelson record. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting you know? description. Yeah. Does it, you know, like, it feels like the colors, you can see colors on the wind. Um, really, I've heard you can paint with the colors of the wind. That's, it, this. you know, this record makes you believe that. <laughs> I want to go back and play through Red Dead Redemption, but with this album on the whole time. <laughs> I would imagine that would change the tone quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man. So like, I really love the arrangement on this song. I, I, I think it's beautiful. I, I like the, um, the melody of it, the, just the, how, how it flows and kind of moves at, at, a, at its own pace. Um, this, uh, and fun fact, this is the longest song on the album at five minutes and three seconds. Yeah. It's a tight record. It is a tight record. I really like it. Um, yeah, I, I could sit here all day and just talk about how much I like this record and the more, and this is one of those records like at first I didn't know what to think because I was so unprepared for this album. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like how it, as a Bruce Springsteen fan, even like I, I can't imagine people who have been fans of him since the seventies and followed him the whole way, like how they would have received this. But I've only been listening to Bruce Springsteen since like the late two thousands. And even I was like, what is this? <laughs> what? And it took me a couple of listens to realize what this was and like yep. that I, and that I liked it. And, and really the same thing is the only the strong will survive. It was, it was a very similar, like yeah progression. And yeah. The first, I, I'd say similar experiences. The first time I heard hitchhiking, I was like, ah, nope. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, but I got to listen to the whole thing for work. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so I listened to the whole thing and I'm like, you know, it's pretty good. And then I also do it again. I'm like, I don't know. Um, hitchhiking. I didn't like that melody. I just thought it was forced for whatever reason. Got the Tucson train and I was like, no, that's good. Okay. And then I yeah. like went back to Hitchhiking. And like Hitchhiking's, I love that song now. But uh, it just, I had to understand it. Yeah. What it was before I could, you know. 
I went from this being a thing I didn't understand to basically thinking this is a masterpiece. This whole album, you know, this like is a I, great like uh, vinyl rainy evening, you know, it side is. A side B straight through situation. Yeah, yeah, I um. It, th- this really messes because I, I had a prior understanding of what, what I thought my favorite Bruce Springsteen albums were and in what order they, they belonged in. And this album comes out and now I don't know what to think. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't even know where I put this on that, on that list. Yeah. And just as is, you're beginning to reckon with it, he puts out a song about death and dying and aging. I mean, a record yeah. about death and dying and aging. That's also great. And also includes the E street band. And you're like, well, which ones do we have to move out? <laughs> yeah, like I, yeah, I don't even know. I don't know what to. I don't know what to do with this list now because <laughs> yeah. like it's, he he keeps throwing me curveballs and I love it and um and just re, like reminding me that he can pretty much do anything he wants to do and it's going to be at least interesting enough to talk about and not not only is this interesting enough to talk about it is really really good this yeah. album and um in, in fact I I read a. There's a blue, there's a Springsteen blogger out there that I found. I can't remember what what the the site is. I should man, I sh- I should have written it down, but I'll I'll, I'll have it next time, um, maybe. But I uh, it, basically that that person was like, I've been listening to Bruce Springsteen my whole life, and Western Stars is my favorite album, and yeah. like, and I can't be mad about that opinion. Like that that's a that's a str- I don't necessarily share that opinion. I re- I mean it's I, I'm a born I'm born to run forever. I think, but um, but man, Western Stars is undeniable. It is it is so good. Yeah, you know. And again, like nothing we've ever gotten before. Like I was expecting another Devils and Dust. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe like a Nebraska or something. I was That's not the prepared. thing is like this is not unlike Devils and Dust, but it's nothing like Devils and Dust. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's a and... ton of Devils and Dust in this record. Yeah. Well, you, and you could argue Devils and Dust is like a cousin to Nebraska just with better production value. Yeah. This to me is on the other side of the the pendulum it's basically like like those things were like down to like th- those those were like lo-fi acoustic kinds of things this is like we we've gone past where the e street band is we brought in more musicians and we built the production value to an insanely high quality yeah but think about like this on the acoustic guitar and the harmonica with the pedal steel and and read reading these lyrics in a second this is it could be on devils and dust it could. I just don't. I don't hear the strings on Devils and Dust. You know no, there's I mean? no strings. I'm just saying, like these lyrics, these chord progressions, that pedal oh, steel yeah. part, like in Vernon O'Brien's hands, is a great song on Devils and Dust. And the, Devils the and Dust is like the song, yes. Yeah, Devils and Dust is like 05 percent, or is like five percent better. I I don't know. I mean, to me, part of the thing that makes this song as great as it is is the, the string arrangement. So I don't know. I don't even know. I can't imagine the song without the strings. So. Oh yeah. Um, but just like thematically, like the lyrics work yes, on that yeah, record. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, pedal yeah. steel, the progression. Yeah, it, it definitely it 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 is it is a closer relative to Devils and Dust than it is to say Wrecking Ball. But um, but for sure, it it is it is a thing of its unto, unto itself. Like I, Bruce never made a thing like this before, and he probably will never do it again. Like it, it is, it is just a thing that he made that happens to be a masterpiece. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it, it's great. So yeah, you want to get into the lyrics on Chasing yeah. Wild Horses? You want to read them? Sure. You want me to? I'll do it. Uh, right. Or unless you just want to. No, you do it. I did it last time. It'll be great. Cool. It'll be great. <laughs> we'll take turns. It'll All right. be awesome. Stop me anytime you want to. Okay. Okay, so we'll go. Here it comes. Guess it was something I shouldn't have done. Guess I regret it now. Ever since I was a kid, trying to keep my temper down is like chasing wild horses. Chasing wild horses, chasing wild horses. So what do you get from just that first verse? It just, I, you know, somebody's always had trouble. Like, they're in trouble now. And it's kind of always the same trouble they've always had. And it's kind of been just like... uh a uh, 
You don't chase the wild horses. It's like a, you're not going to do it. It's a job. Yeah, you're not, he, he, not like, going to get you. Chase I've wild never been able to control my temper. It's like chasing wild horses. And apparently, what he's trying to say is like he he committed an act of violence and now he's on the run. You know, yeah. right? Like uh, it was something I shouldn't have done. Guess I regret it now. Ever since I was a kid. So um so yeah so now he's he's out on his own. And then the next verse is left my home, left my friends. I didn't say goodbye. I contract out to the BLM, which by the way is Bureau of Land Management, not Black Lives Matter. Um, uh, sorry. Um, uh, so I contract out to the BLM up on the Montana line, chasing wild horses, chasing wild horses. So here I feel like he's, he's trying to become someone new. And that also feels like chasing, like, like an impossible task. I'll tell you what, Bruce Springsteen likes to be up on a state line. He sure does. He loves a state line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, there, there's this, um, I love that it's literal and figurative. That's fun. That's a thing he does well. He does. Yeah. I, I love that too. I, I think, um, yeah, I, I think that's, that's a really beautiful thing that he's doing here where he, he takes the, the literal image of a horse and he's like trying to control my temper, trying to become someone new. It's, it's just as impossible as, as catching these wild horses that I've been chasing. So, um, so it says we're out before sunup in after sundown, there's two men in the chopper. Two under saddle on the ground. In the evenings, we'd hop in the pickup, head into town for a drink, make sure I work till I'm too, so damn tired, way too tired to think. Yeah, this is just a uh, classic Bruce Springsteen working class guys doing crimes and feeling bad and drowning them with drinks. Yeah, and trying to trying to run from his past. Running from his past, doing crimes. Yeah. Um, then it says, I, this, lyrically or um, like melodically, I think this is my favorite part, where he says, you lose track of time. It all just storms blowing in. It's all just storms blowing in. You come rolling across my mind, your hair flashing in the blue, like wild horses, just like wild horses, just like wild horses. So he's got someone on his mind, um, and as time passes, he, he can't seem to shake the memory of this person. And then it says, fingernail moon in a twilight sky, riding high grass of the switchback. I shout your name into the canyon. The echo throws it back. The winter snow whites out on the plain till it, can't, till it can turn me blind. The only thing up here I found is trying to get you off my mind. Chasing wild horses, chasing wild horses. What other song has that? A funeral moon in the twilight sky. I'm riding in the high grass of the switchback. I shout your name into the canyon. The echo throws it back. That feels like the, I shout your name into the canyon. Like the second line is sort of a MacGuffin, but like the lines one, three, and four of that stanza feel like another Bruce Springsteen song. And I don't I know. Cannot think about what it is. I don't, re- like, I don't recognize it, it. It does feel like a familiar thing that just appeared for the first time here. You know, like a thing like it's it's always existed, but it just well, he does this a ton where it's like A B A C A B uh, A C, but not like repeating the same. And then it'll be like, you know, nothing rhymes in the next one. I shout yeah. your name in your canyon. The echo throws it back. Yeah. It's the it's the same rhyme scheme as as the the my favorite Valentine's it's Valentine's from Nick Cage roses are red violets are blue you stole my heart there's a map on the back it leads to the treasure <laughs> so like uh, it's all just storms blowing through you come rolling across my mind your hair flashing in the blue just like wild horses a finger on me in the twilight sky I shout your name in the canyon the echo throws it back. Mm. You know, like it's just, it loses the meter and he fades off. Yeah. And I can't, I'm trying to remember there's, he does, I guess he does it. A, like, that's, uh, I guess one of his magic tricks. So It is. Yeah. yeah. And then he hands it yeah. off to the string section and they take it from there. Yeah. And then the pedal steel just like 
carries it away on the wind, dude. Yeah. Like dust. Yes. Yeah. It oh, is. there's that last line. The winter snow whites out the plains till it can turn you blind. The only thing up here I've found is trying to get you off my mind. Chasing wild horses. Yeah. It's it's yeah. great. And, and I mean, it seems like, obviously, like we said, it seems like he's running from his past. He's aging. He's reflecting on a life filled with loss and regret, which is a major theme on this album. And um, it just, it really works here. It like the, it, it pairs really well with the melody and the, um, and, and the instrumentation and the arrangement here. I, um, I, I think this is a perfectly constructed song. I, I, I have no notes. It, it is just, um, it's, it's just so well put together and so well written. And oh, lyrically sure. it, you know, it has, it has all the, the poetics of a, of a great Bruce Springsteen song. It's just, it has everything. Yeah, I agree. Um, how many wild horses do you give it? I'm a five on this. What about you? I'm a five too. Hey, Hall of Fame. It's our first Hall of Fame song in season four. Yeah. It's Congratulations, a great song. Chasing Wild Horses. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're these both of these records are really great. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be handing out five stars like it's candy. I'm also just like <laughs> probably a happier person than when we started the podcast. So <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean these he, he happens to have given us some some pretty good material to work with um in, in the last few years. So yeah, um, so yeah, there, there, we there, we have a it's an embarrassment of riches for Bruce Springsteen fans. Yeah, you know. Um, so again, like I mentioned a couple of weeks ago when we talked about the tour, uh, Springsteen fans are spoiled. Like like you don't understand how unusual it is for an artist with this kind of longevity to, to still be making things this good and this vital this late into the career. You know, like yeah. that's that is unheard of. Most of my favorite records come from bands who broke up a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean my my favorite. Other than Bruce Springsteen, my favorite musician was Tom Petty, and I love Tom Petty so much. But his last couple albums were nothing to get excited about. They were, yeah. you know what I mean? Like the Hypnotic Eye and Mojo were like B minus to C plus albums at best. And you like, see how boring his set list is this year. Oh, that's that's dark. Sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm, so sorry. <laughs> I'm still grieving, man. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Anyway, I have nothing but love for Tom Petty um, and in his catalog. I, like he he left he he wrote some of the greatest American music that's ever been made. But um, but like again, like a Bruce Springsteen fan doesn't know how spoiled they are. Like the, like the um, not not only that Bruce is still alive, unlike Tom Petty, but also that Bruce is still creating vital art that's worth talking about. Yeah, that's so, why I'm a Springsteen fan. You know, like that's yeah, absolutely. It's because he uh, he made a record that you know he wrote when he was in his 50s and i was in my 20s and i was in my 20s you know and like i was like oh this guy's still got it i'm gonna go check everything else out (laughs) yeah so absolutely somebody else heard this record and was like "Ooh, yeah go check this guy out and and it it is there's a rich there i mean there's a rich body of work if you're just getting i'm i'm almost jealous of people who see bruce springsteen for the first time this year and say like oh wow i should i should get more into this guy you know yeah. what i mean like you have no idea what kind of joy you're it's in it's an for. overwhelming endeavor hit us up we'll send you some playlists we'll, we'll yeah, help talk you to jesse we'll help Jackson. you get oh yeah jesse will easy in too yeah actually he'll throw Je- Je- jesse is your jesse or your bruce springsteen sherpa he will yeah he will guide you up the mountain with ease he will cover you in life preservers and throw you into the choppy ocean Although his his opinion on Jungle Land is wrong, but uh, <laughs> otherwise otherwise he's a great guy. Yeah, I mean um, I feel like his opinion is you should love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. 
So anyway, that's uh, that's chasing wild horses. That was fun. I'm, I was so excited to get to, to Western Stars. I've been I've been dying to talk about this stuff. Yeah, me too. You're sending me weird texts all day. Yeah, I, and I, it was making me excited too. When you sent me that text this morning, I was like, "Yeah, we're doing it. We're, we're going to be talking about this song tonight." <laughs> so I'm pumped. I can't wait till we talk, get to talk more about uh, songs on this album. There's there's so much more to, to discuss. Yeah, dude, the stunt man is coming up. Yeah, well, that's not what's next though. What's next? Then on our next episode, we're going to be talking about the song "Do I Love You." Indeed, I do. Indeed, I do. So uh, from "Only the Strong Survive." So uh, we're back. Right. We're back to covers. So we we got a couple of originals, and we're like back to the covers. Yeah. All right. So that's what we're going to be doing. And until then, I'm Rob. That's JB. We'll be chasing wild horses till the next time you see. Them.